Godzilla dropped King Kong multiple times. At one point, you had to take away the king. You can't even call him Kong no more, man. He's just an ordinary monkey. I was like, dang, bro. What are you doing in this thing? You got hands and you can't use none of them. Bro, you got the Kratos. But he don't. He don't got claws. Okay, but that's that's on King Kong. Hey man, learn some martial arts. You over here learn to sign like. Why don't you learn how to throw a punch, bro? There they go, the clown and the two thugs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B. In the house today, we have Shayna Shay. We have Abby Amstergo. Hello. We have the Executioner. My friends are my power. And we're joined by a very special guest. I want you to welcome a big round of sound for Bob from Bad Kids Press. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you, my friend. You are joining us for a very special show. We are talking about a few very, very, very poignant franchises that I know everyone's really excited about. <laughs> we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong. This is the long-awaited knockdown drag-out battle between two juggernauts of monster moviedom. We're talking about Godzilla. This isn't the classic Godzilla. This is the 2014 Godzilla that uh, people have come to know in recent years. And we're talking about King Kong, well, Kong, from uh, Kong Skull Island, the most recent movie with John C. Riley, uh, John Goodman, all those cats that we probably saw got eaten proper. And we're also talking about My Little Pony slash Transformers, Friendship in Disguise. Dude, this is the comic crossover that came out uh, a little earlier, uh, well, in 2020, and was just released in trade. So we're, we got a, we got a taste of it, and we'll bring that goodness to you. And we are also talking about Mr. Ninja, Slushy Puzzle, Broken Glass. This is everywhere. <laughs> this is the new mobile game um, that was released uh, by the same makers of Mr. Spy Shooting Puzzles. A, it's actually a puzzle game that has a ninja theme, and it takes a different approach to that problem-solving type of gameplay. And we'll talk about that in just a few. And naturally, of course, we will get the inside stuff on what's going down with Bad Kids Press with my man Bob here. You ready? Yeah, I mean, let's... Uh... Let's talk to Bob, but okay. Oh, let's, do it. <laughs> let's jump in here with Mr. Ninja Slicey Puzzles. As I mentioned, it's a puzzle game that takes a different approach to actually problem solving those situations that it puts you in. And Shay, you got to check this out. I got to check this out. What are your thoughts on Mr. Ninja Slicey Puzzles? It has way too many ads. Oh, hey. good God, yes. Oh, so many. <laughs> Yo, have I been wrong? Have I been wrong on mobile? I have not been yeah, wrong. Yeah, but no, no, like most games, ads, most games, yeah, most games, it, it puts the ads in in strategic places. You know, it's like I want you to buy things. So uh, once you do this, 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 and then this, uh, you know, tap yeah, this, all then I'll play an ad for you, and dude. Every time you 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 pass a level, you play an ad. You fail a level, you play an ad. Play an ad. You get an award, you play an ad. You, uh, you skip an game. award, you play an ad. I'm like, you touch God. the screen, you, you get, get an, an ad. ad. And this is not an exaggeration. It is egregious. Do they also have like the like the small like close buttons that you can't press or else yes. that like will bring you straight to the website? And you're like, no, that's not what I wanted to do. I want to close out of it. Do they have those types of ads? Yes. Because yes. those are the a most lot, annoying. All of them. All of them are that It's a nice little racket where, you know, you have a little X button. It's like, okay, well, I can close out of this ad. It's like, oh, that's not part of the thing. Like, no, I don't want the Play Store. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, you wanted to play this. Like, no, no, I didn't. Please stop. And then it restarts the ad. 
Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Actually, I kind I went on tirade and kind of railroaded your um. No, no, it's fine because it was about the same tirade I would have gone on. So I'm just waiting for y'all to just admit I was right about mobile games. But y'all because just keep, you, you, you doing your thing. That you've liked a mobile game before, so don't make it sound like I didn't like it. I semi enjoyed it, and I said uh, out of uh, all okay, of the mobile okay. again, games, I want to remind you before you spew that BS. Okay, <laughs> recorded show. Okay, mm-hmm. we have documentation. Okay, so wanna, I might have that? one ish. The it, receipts are real. Yeah. All right, but no, I had a good time playing the game, and here's the thing: you played it. Game, I played it. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, the like, game is fun. Could. Keep keep in mind, I have I have the ad, I have an ad blocker on my phone, mm. and what what the ad blocker does with, with with games is, especially with games that um give you the option to play an ad for the extra um like hey you won 100 coins, but you want to bump that up to 300 coins? Watch this ad, and mm. it clips the ad right when it starts to play so the game just powers through so you might not even notice in some when i turned it off because you turned it off for you know journalistic purposes and such and the ads were non-stop like i played the game for a good like 15 minutes and enjoying the hell out of it like oh this is fun i'm digging this you know slice oh i got the ninja oh oh drop it down a hole ah there was this ah with the swords and then the second i turned the ad blocker off mm-hmm. you get you get seven mm-hmm. seconds in Ad. Yeah, you get halfway through one of the puzzles. Add you mm-hmm. complete one of these things before you collect your reward. Add and then you can watch another ad to collect. You have to watch an ad to get the reward. And I say that because when I had the ad blocker on, it would say you won this. Hit this button to accept. I'm like, okay, cool. I got this um this new this new skin for my guy or this new sword, you know, for my ninja action that does this. And I hit the button. It gives me the little rotating uh, uh, time thing and then says unable to play video and then just moves on. And I get nothing. You do not collect your prize if you do not watch the ad. Mm-hmm. This is mind boggling because, okay, Shay, uh, I thought they made a fun game. Did, did, did you have that bad. experience? Like, no, it, was, it wasn't bad. Like, I wouldn't say, in some, I wouldn't say it was super like, thrilling me just because especially in the beginning of the puzzle is actually really 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 easy and well i mean the, the, ones, more, the ones where they train you how to play those were no those i mean were like in the awful. first like 15 are really really easy mm. <laughs> even past the tutorial so it's like it's not, it takes a while before it gets any level of challenging so that's probably why i wasn't super into it and then the constant interruption wish they had more um variants for your avatar because essentially you have to be a white dude all the time except for the one instance where you could be a white woman oh you could wait wait, wait. also change, there's also huh? the robot <laughs> so they're all inclusive right yeah. right no it's like there's tons of skins but all of them were white dude you're right um okay. i was looking for a brother no brother I, I i get it they're ninjas but why is it a white ninja because you have so why, is the, why is the only oh, girl so ninja like, gotta be pin pink like, look, uh, I don't dislike pink, but it's like, why is that guy always got to be the default color? <laughs> what ninja is running around in pink? Like, they're, they're invisible, man. They're like John Cena. Like, you don't know where they are. <laughs> they come out of nowhere. You can't see me, ninja. They had a fun game here. My my general opinion, like, it played very smoothly. Um, getting into the action was quick when you could. And the game, it's, it's not, like, overly complex, but still does a really interesting thing with a very simple mechanic. The very simple mechanic is... Uh, solve this very minute puzzle. How to get this thing from point A to point B. 
and this obstacle is in your way, you know, point yep. A, point five, whatever. Yeah, that that, I, when they added the hostages, that's to me when it got a little more complex and a little more fun, at least for me. I like that one, hostages there was this one where essentially I had to slice all of the bad guys' heads <laughs> off without hitting the hostage standing directly in between them. That was fun, because the, the little tops of their heads just boop. Yes. <laughs> The noises they make. Whenever you kill those, it's 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 so very satisfying. They go. Yeah, and there are different sounds for different deaths, which I appreciate. So if they fall to their death, it's a different sound than if you slice their middle open. I appreciate how how it spoofed real world physics too. Uh, When you get to, um, I think I think it's around level six or seven. uh, After the cavemen around the knights. No, after the cavemen after the knights. And when you're back in the city fighting the punks, uh, they introduce the, the those pink uh, uh, platforms. Because the pink platforms, they don't fall, they float. Oh, fun. And yeah, and, and you have to figure out how to solve the puzzle by getting this thing to float rather than to fall on somebody. Huh. And they did a lot of good things with that there. But the real world sp- physics thing is it floats and then you like slice it so that it pops or tips or knocks the guy off. And then he'll fall off the screen And then you'll hear him like scream because he hit the ground. Right. So, so you think, oh, I really did push him off a building. It took a while for him to actually, you know, career. Well, he's like, clearly this was a game. high building. Like this was a very high building. Yes, it was. Fo, you had a question. Yes. Um, so uh, what level did you get to? Uh, I played up to level remember. nine. I, I think uh, it's level nine. It's the one with it's the one just after the punks where you're in kind of like a forest again. Um, if, if you were to play this thing, do you think there's a level where you would happen to get the shopping activated? No, anytime? this is not Naruto. But it is a ninja game. <laughs> it's not right? Naruto, but, but I, it is a ninja the, game, right? The it's, awards it's, that they had were things like, oh, it's a laser sword. But no, it's not branded by any franchise. So don't worry about that. It's just a sword with a laser blade. So, so it's cheatery. That's what I'm hearing. Right? Or the frost blade or the the dragon blade. Or that, that was like, stupid because okay. they had no additional abilities. It was just the same no. ass sword. Yo, the guy just looks different like there. Naruto. The same weird little ninja blocky turtle. dude that does a thing. Yep. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a very good cheat, too, because it's all the puzzle game and a very comical aesthetic. Besides that, it, it looked fun. It looked fun E. The sounds are hilarious. The gameplay is simple, easy to get into. It's a good thing to jump into and jump out of if you're on the train, you know, just out in the waiting room, whatever. It's the, it's almost the perfect mobile game. And I was so ready to give it a thumbs up until I turned off that ad blocker mm-hmm. and then was not able to get 45 seconds into this without an ad playing. And that's not an exaggeration. Like It really isn't. To you. And they're not short. They're 30 seconds to a minute each. Did they have a pay section to where you can get rid of all the ads? Obviously. They did, yes. Well, yeah, but you know, but that's like, that's, <laughs> but it still doesn't need to be every no. single time you finish a level, like, an ad will pop up. And sometimes I had more than one ad and I don't oh. know why. Oh, cause I tried to just back to the home screen. And if you try to back to the home screen, you'll immediately play an ad. Oh. I'm just like, oh. It's a rookie move right there. If you watch enough of those ads, did you did you start to notice they would reskin the exact same ad? Sometimes. I, I, and sometimes I, I, I knew the games that they were advertising. And I'm like, I know this isn't what this game looks like. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I also I like when they put in the ad for the other game this company makes that's just like this one, only with a gun. Yeah, Mr. Shooty. This is this is the sequel. Which is, the sequel. Which is 
which is hilarious because now I'm watching the avatar that I was playing at a moment ago be shot like 16 times in a row. And I'm just like, this is weird. <laughs> it's a little daunting. Balance is way off on this. The gameplay is very enjoyable. And the it's experience. Short. Yeah, it, it, every every level, once you once you solve that puzzle, it moves right on. Yeah. And it throws you hard puzzles, like challenging puzzles, but not impossible ones. And this it gives you an option of a special sword, which you can unlock over time, that will, it doesn't solve it immediately for you. It allows you to cut through uh, some of the obstacles that you couldn't cut through before. Like some of yeah. the levels you have to get around the steel block to cut a wooden block to fall on a you know bad guy's head, and if you can't find a way to do that, you can use your your special uh, you know everything sword, your omni blade, your your it, it, lightsaber. Let's just free and lightsaber, and cut through the, the steel to get to the wood, and that will help you solve. The, it'll help you solve the puzzle without solving it for you. You know, yeah. so it's cleverly thought out. They had a good game here. This was a positive, recommend worthy, you know, thumbs up deserving game the problem is the experience is awful the experience is all about the ads and the fair games that will frustrate you into just paying for it mm. this is one where out of spite i i wouldn't have if, if it's a game that i was enjoying and i'm thinking this experience could be a little better if i didn't have this and it's only a buck or it's only like you know three dollars forever no problem and pay it and yeah, then so go about your business and there are plenty of games that do that we've talked about several of them that game nobody's um the game um uh, that zombie game z day uh z day mm -hmm. hunter yeah those they they did it right this however does it very wrong and it's very insulting and it earned a thumbs down where it would have been a thumbs up the fact that mm -hmm. the game itself is fun but the experience is awful it's not worth your download honestly yeah. which is which is kind of sad to say Sure. It is like I agree, like thumbs down on this one, just because I couldn't really enjoy it. Like for the all the like ten to fifteen seconds that you get to play a level, when like especially the beginning ones, it's not it doesn't take that much, especially in the beginning, to figure out how to solve them. And if you're, I'm only playing a level that lasts less than twenty seconds, how am I watching almost double that in ads? It doesn't make the game fun for me. It just makes me go, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm pretty yeah. egregious with that. And I wanted to like this so hard. I did when I had that ad blocker on. If you have an ad blocker, maybe consider it. I mean, it's not a <laughs> terrible time. But if you don't, if you're just a regular everyday schmo that, you know, doesn't go out of their way to find all types of random manipulative mod technology, then I mean, dude, there's there are so many better things to to, to to spend your time and your phone's memory on. Fair uh, so the game is Mr. Ninja Slicey Puzzles. If you want to do it to yourself, it's uh, out there. It's a free download, and you can uh, pick it up for about three bucks. But it's a it, it, it's a pass from us. I mean, sadly, yeah, it just has to be. Okay, so now, Executioner, Abby, and I. We got to check out a wonderful, wonderful uh, trade. Wonderful. Called... Where's the fun at? Where's the <laughs> wonderful at? I'm still waiting for it, man. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm thinking we had some very differing opinions here. Yo, um, I, I want to be a Decepticon so bad right now. Like, yo, you know what? Megatron wasn't even raw right now. You know what? The universe is going through some problems. I feel right. like he might need to take control. Especially it's not, the, this... 
It's not that Megatron was right. It's that Ultra Magnus is always wrong. Sure, why not, that's, man? That's I'm, I'm going to go with all of that. I want right, to be We're talking about My Little Pony slash Transformers Friendship in Disguise. This is the new crossover uh, comic that, I mean, it's from IDW, first of all, who have done big things with the Transformer license over the past few years. They first broke out with G.I. Joe, and Transformers was the second, like, major hit. I'm not sure how successful their My Little Pony comic line is, but My Little Pony is now crossed over with Transformers, because naturally, when you think two franchises that need a, that need a collaboration, you think Transformers and My Little Pony. Hey man, I, I think mean, Bob said it right earlier about you know the money and, and it's 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 true. But I and have, in this I case, it's long see, enough to uh, definitely that is always true. <laughs> I have yet to see a toy, a toy line advertised for either of these. I mean, maybe if 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 the uh, the comic is successful enough. But uh, Abby, you've been awfully quiet over there with with a zen like <laughs> patience. Let's get your thoughts on My Little Pony Transformers Friendship in Disguise. So I never got into Transformers. I knew who like you didn't Optimus follow Prime was. Or Beast Machines. Oh goodness, man. Come and, on, man. And like my older siblings would always be like, you have to watch My Little Pony. I watched it and I didn't like it. It's two franchises that I don't genuinely like. They tried so to sort of make- yes. I, yes, I went in Hayton. It, it tried to work and it kind of did in like a weird way. <laughs> I have to agree with you. I noticed you're thinking, what the hell do these franchises have to collaborate on? Essentially, what's going on is at the same time, one of the Decepticons plots involving uh, some hyper technology uh, is enacted. One of the evil ponies, Magic Spells, is enacting as well. And that caused some kind of dimensional rift that sucked some of the Transformers into the Pony universe and some of the Pony characters into the Transformers universe. No no further explanation was really needed there. They, Classic they just, crossover. Yeah, yeah, it just was what it was. And then different personalities interact with different personalities. One thing I noticed is the immediate friendship between the Autobots and Decepticons to the degree where um, I think it was uh, I think it was actually in the first issue when RC uh, landed and like gained a, a, a fan club right away <laughs> just just from like not being a dick I, I've been to places people are like yeah you know you're not an ass cool and go about your business they are fawning over all of the transformers they're all so impressive oh my god I love you oh my god you are so incredible if you had an action figure I definitely buy it so yeah all right fo <laughs> yeah fo fo you're uh, uh so we don't lose you want to give us your thoughts because you like yes, if you haven't been telegraphing this whole time, Bro, uh, what do you want me to say off of this, my little plug? <laughs> I, I I know Transformers, but at the same time, I've seen some goofy stuff. I watched the '80s cartoon. I've seen Soundwave try to get kids onto, you know, quote unquote particular substances. I've seen Autobots and Decepticons get a little tipsy off of Energon. I've seen the wild and crazy stuff. So you know, when I I come into this thing, I'm thinking like, you know what? This makes sense. 80s Transformers, some weird ponies that I don't really care about. And then in, in less than like two pages, I said, man, I sure want to destroy this universe. <laughs> like, I, I just want to destroy it. I don't get it. What is with this My Little Pony stuff? Now, granted, I have seen, I look, I watched Barney the Dinosaur. If someone were to play the I Love You song, I still know it. I could sing it. 
I like Sailor Moon. I, I I do, but you know what I'm saying? Where's the violence at? I don't mind the, the friendship is power. You gotta give me some fighting at least with this thing. There's well, where's the violence? Like the, the, the ponies do throw it out every now and then. Yo, friends are my yeah. at least people yeah. are getting beat up by a keyblade. Where's the violence in this thing, man? All right. Well, what happens in this story is, as I mentioned, the Transformers interact with the ponies when they're crossed in universes. What this book actually plays into is more of the different personality aspects of them. Each uh, Transformer and Pony scenario involves one attack and then one realization of the different personality types. And I do appreciate how uh, in the book, they have the different personalities all shine through and interact with each other appropriately. We see Rainbow Sparkle, we see uh, Optimus, we see Starscream, we see Shockwave. If you know these characters, you know the different personality uh, types they exude. They were true to character in this book. Shockwave came through and he's like, ah, oh, you weird little pony things. I'm gonna convert you in Energon. I don't remember how Shockwave sounds. It's been a long time. But Shockwave is the central oh, computer. That's the, that's the cooking episode, right? Episode. Yes, that's yeah. right. Because he has, he changed his name. Yeah, I, I thought that was funny. And I was like, you know what? I would love this. He, he looks like a Dalek. Like, I was just like, why is this like Dalek? Transformer just trying to attack a pony like during a cooking show is the weirdest thing. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but this is funny and I like this. Hey, I kind of hoped he succeeded. I really want to see the process of turning a pony, a living thing, into Energon. That's a, that's right? a new I wanted to see that too, that but no, friendship is power and he loses. That's, Yo, that that's another thing they, they really emphasize in this. Um, it, friendship is the primary focus of this entire book. And how are each of the Decepticons defeated? Because spoilers, yeah, it's, it's an anthology book. Each individual story is written by a different collection of artists and writers. Um, so each book uh, contains two stories written by a different different set of everybody. So you're going to get some differences in story type, you're going to get some differences in art, you're going to get some differences in the experience, but all of them feature friendship so i think this is primarily meant more for the uh, my little pony fans than the transformer fans but there's a little something in there for everybody i'm being very fair to this because Wait. i do notice that they handled both franchises with kid gloves do no chances were taken no ponies are getting snuffed in the face you know uh uh and no no transformers are being decked out in sparkles and rainbows even though they come pretty damn close and the friendship is the key when the ponies notice that the transform the Autobots specifically are these are good guys and their friendship is just as strong as ours, even if they don't show it the same way, then the ponies all become good friends with the Autobots. And they talk about that at I, length. I, I got one disgusting degree. I, I got one thing to mention. Well, there was uh, I think it was the 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 fourth issue when uh Soundwave was there with, with you know he brings out his 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 little goons and stuff like that and and you know apparently you know he treats his you know he treats his minions with respect and all that stuff but you know he's pretty much beating the crap out of all the other animals and stuff there and they're just like you're so mean you're a villain but you treat your guys so nicely so you must be a good guy and I'm like if you don't pick a side look maybe he just don't like you I don't like you but I like my I like my robots. Like you know, say I like pets. But I, I like my pets. If I have pets, I don't like your pets. I just want to mess up your stuff. Your world is mine. I want to mess that up. I like. Hey my man, why you gotta why you gotta play favorites? I'm, I'm I'm just saying, you know, all pets 
should no. be loved equally. No. All ponies. My pets get Literally, you have Everything never else had a cat. Okay, cats are, 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 are bastards, but I like my cat. Everyone else's cat, get the fuck out of here. Okay, so you now you understand my problem with this cat. All right, well, we're, we're, going, we're going a little too long on this. There's not much to say about it. This all, how about this? Because nothing really happens in the story. It's really just these really short vignettes of uh, Autobot lands or Pony lands, and then something in that universe uh, happens just on like the the day to day basis. Autobot lands on the Pony cooking show. Autobot has to cook with the ponies, like, you know. I think so a big push of non confrontational like problem solving. I mean, all like like Steven Universe, Hilda. There's a ton of stories coming out trying to get you know, for younger readers to enjoy these things and not have You're just right. a physical confrontation to solve a problem. And you, you see a lot of it lately. There's a but lot Steven of that Universe out there. Steven Universe is more, you know, I don't know why I enjoy that more, but I just... Well, it's very clever and it's very well done. And I think you notice when it isn't clever enough, right? I mean, Hilda does it really, really well where she's still feisty and wants to be physical, but still comes away with a problem solved without having to, you know, go all out and, you know, throw down. I got a lot of that too. I got I got a good sense that I'm definitely not the target audience for this. Yeah, younger I, audience. I, I get that, you know. And as much as I wanted to to hate okay. on it, because I've always thought My Little Pony was corny, uh, the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic crowd, uh, the fact that that's developed into a, a, an almost fanatic fan base is one of those things that's beyond me. But I'm also, as I get older, realizing that there are several properties that I acknowledge. I'm not the chosen audience anymore. I'm not the that little kid who's gonna harass my parents for you know buying action figures, buying trading cards, you know, buy the latest issue of blank, give me the t-shirt of so-and-so. So I mean, it is what it is. You would think too that because I'm the age of the parents who are gonna shell out the money for this, they'd want to pander a little more to me. But again, I'm not the one, I'm not the driving force behind the real, you know, intent. I'm not the coercion uh, 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 pivot point. So uh, with My Little Pony Friendship in Disguise, I realized that the stories really, really, really are are more attuned to the audiences that are going there for the ponies and the Transformers are secondary. They're going there for the Transformers, but they're not really about the action stories. They want to know about the inner, the interpersonal relationships between them. And because that's not what I'm looking for, I didn't have that great experience. But I can acknowledge that if you are one of these people, you are going to enjoy this book. So I have to give it a thumbs up. It was, it, it wasn't bad to read, and I can imagine if you're a fan of either of these, either of these, like a big fan of either of these properties, then it's just going to be a fun, ridiculous thing that is also self-aware. They start off the first issue with one character reading a crossover book, like why the hell do they do these things? Another character, like you know what, you're thinking too hard about it, just have fun. And then something falls from the sky and it's like, oh, mission happens because the book is self-aware of what it is. And folks are going to say, why the hell are Transformers and My Little Pony crossing over? And they're saying, look, it's just a thing we're doing. Have fun. It's a whimsy, so, man. You got to get behind it. People love whimsy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not hating on the whimsy. I, I give it a thumbs up. Effo, get your hate on. Dear Don, yo, My Little Pony is trash, man. <laughs> Yo, it's trash. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I tried. I really tried. I don't know. It just sounds like why can't you accept that you just don't get it? Not that it's not. Oh, I don't get it. It's trash. I, it's it's trash because I don't get it. I can admit to that. Oh, that's Yo. a weird way to put something. But okay, moving on. Yo, it's it's trash to me because I don't get it, and I really tried my hardest to understand. Thumbs down. 
but there are two issues, uh, two parts that I like. So, I, I, we don't have like a middle thumbs up. So I, I guess no, 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 we don't. It's a thumbs up, thumbs so down. But how, how, you gonna, how you gonna say? How you gonna say it's a thumbs down? I hated all of it except for two issues in this. Well, no, it's like two series, parts. So how you really <laughs> like? Yo, that's, that's pretty much. It. Shout out to Spike though. I like that. I like that little dragon guy, man. You know, he's he's pretty sweet. I, I like that guy. That's it. Everyone else can kick rocks. Abby, I have to disagree with Fo and go for the thumbs up on this because, oh. like, I I I have to be with Pat when he said I recognize that this is not for me. I am not part of either the fandoms or fan bases that this is catering to and I see that but I still got to chuckle or laugh at a couple parts at it being like self-aware or just like you know like someone like just like like an off-handed line like I laughed at it when I didn't think I would laugh at it and I I was like this would be so much better if I knew what was going on and I actually like felt like going into either of the shows or movies or franchises but I didn't want to because I'm lazy so <laughs> so if you are in either of the fan bases I do think this will be better for you <laughs> alright very judicious okay so it looks like we're split on it but it's My Little Pony Transformers Friendship in Disguise just came out on trade now and if anything we said really, you know, jumps out at you. If you're a Pony fan, if you're a Transformers fan, you're just into whimsical fun for the sake of being fun books. Maybe it's something you want to check out. If you're like executioner and you hate all things mirthful and gay, then just yes. don't bother. Whoa, just, whoa, just, that just, is just, not true. I mean, I, I literally oh no. Know. So I watched Steven Universe and I liked that, but it wasn't that. It was just the generic friendships are friendless by power type BS. To and be like, fair. And, and these are Autobots that are just like, they could have easily, yo, and then the Decepticons, like, bro, you guys are getting beat by some horses with like five MP over here, man. I mean, like, they just step on them. Horse. Oh, no. You, but... are, you, are, you are talking about a, you are talking about, uh, talking about a world where uh, they've had entire comic lines where the ultimate universal devastation was beaten out by an X-Man whose power is just, a, he's a, uh, he's a 20 year old chicken. Yo, where that no, chicken so at? Like, yeah, we needed them in this damn topic. <laughs> yeah, like. All right, all right. Squirrel Girl is lame uh, and wait for your call. All right, but oh, now. Man, I look forward to it. All right, let's talk to our guest in the house. Bob, I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks for being here. Bob, as I mentioned, is one of the proprietors of Bad Kid Press. Bob is also one of the owners of Kamikaze, uh, local comic juggernaut location here in Boston, Mass. And Bob, you are going to tell us about Bob, Bad Kids Press, which people need to know about, sir. So yeah, badkidspress.com. Um, so we've been doing this for a good seven years now. You know, been in the industry for well over 20. And you know, you start to get into conversations like you guys just had, right? Like all these mashups, there's so many ways to tell stories that it's just limitless. And now we're, you know, seeing how far we can push it. And uh, you know, like seven years ago, I was like, wow, I've done a ton in comics and I think creating them was like the last step of, of really enjoying that and being in Boston we have so many great creative people there's so much talent in Boston it's just it's limitless there's you know a fresh batch of talent every year and uh being around a while and obviously Pat's been in you know I don't know a thousand times so you, you know you see the people hang and you see people really uh getting into talking like you know like you folks are doing today and you start seeing like 
you know, there's a lot of people out there doing comics on their own, like a lot of people, like the Boston Comics Roundtable, you know, we've got Mice here, uh, the ladies of Kamikaze have their con. Um, so we just decided, it's like, hey, you know, is this something that we want to get into publishing? See if we can't make some of the cachet that we've built help get some of this stuff out to a bigger audience. And it's, it's clearly a bigger <laughs> undertaking than you know i wanted it to be and <laughs> that's probably oh why no you gotta be not patient. a ton ton to do it but um seven years you know we've gathered up a lot of great talent and a lot of people who are, who are uh, dedicated and have clear stories and defined stories and diverse stories that they want to tell and that was you know from the beginning and, and obviously pat you've, you've been with the shop for a long time being diverse and, and really welcoming every kind of people whether that's a you know a brony or a transformers nerd um they all have their quirks and they're and they're all welcome you know what i mean and they're all part of our community i can't i can't say hey pokemon kid you're annoying you're not any more annoying than the transformer kid or me you know what i mean it's like i'm just as annoying in my geekdom so and bob is um, annoying i can attest to that that dude i got my own things you know uh and you know just to have that and to know that we could we could gather folks and start telling stories that would represent them and definitely have a you know, a, an edge to it and be a little bit grittier. You know, you're starting to see a lot of homogenized looks. You know what I mean? And you're, and you are, even like Ponies and Transformers. Our entire world, and if you look through Diamond Catalog, is just regurgitations of everything that was from like the 80s or 90s. It's like, it's still the same thing. Every once in a while, we get a, a Steven Universe or a Hilda or something like that that pops in, but it's really just the same old stuff. Star Wars again, Transformers again, you know, Godzilla, you know, that that that's kind of been around for a while. Uh, so, oh, yes, you know, yeah. Yeah, right. So it's like, you know, wanting to come up with really some raw, you know, I don't know, not necessarily counterculture, because that's not really a thing anymore, per se. Counterculture kind of won, but to have some raw storytelling and a little bit more, um, you know, like a band in their first album, right? You, you know by the third, fourth album, they're not hungry anymore and it's all really kind of, you know, flowery or whatever. So we've um, put together some some really great stuff. We've got uh, Stephen Coughlin doing a uh, Western to where the main character or the, the main hero is a, a grandmother. Um, and she's badass, dude. I'm <laughs> like, really, really well done. Um, we got Rowell Torres doing uh, Frank and Rocker and the Jailbait Punks, which is you know, ba you know, basically Frankenstein in space with you know with a band, uh, and then um, Katie Black Dragon, which is you know, pretty much uh, Lady for Hire, um, and then Stealing Oz by uh, Jeff Munson and, and Stephen Coughlin and Rowell Torres, which is basically um, the Wicked Witch coming back and uh, causing mayhem in our world here, and uh, all of them. Honestly, I read a lot of comics all the time. These are easy to stand by. That is not, you know, I don't know if we can go 50 titles in and, and say the same thing, but all super fantastic stuff. And, you know, it only took seven years to try to find these folks, nice. but they're here and we just submitted to Diamond, to which obviously they're in a, a bit of a change up with Marvel and DC kind of rolling out to different publishers and doing different things. So, yeah, how prominent you know, like is Diamond a, now? What's that? In 20, how prominent is Diamond now in 2021? Well, I mean, I think for the industry, the way that it was, clearly nobody believes that that DC was doing it right for the last 30 years, right? That, that's not true, you know? 
Um, Diamond clearly wasn't as bad as people always made them out to be, but clearly they could be better, right? I mean, they could be much better. Um, you know, you do have Penguin Random House, you do have like, you know, um, Simon and & Schuster, and you have like some bigger distributors that do things really well. Um, and Diamond needed to step up, and obviously this will be their their test. Their test that, you know, you had the big reins of, of having it all for a long time. You clearly didn't knock it out of the park. Um, and here where pop culture has exploded, and I mean, let's face it, we all know this, right? It's, it's exploded beyond belief. Counterculture won, popular culture is it. And, you know, there's tons of money to be made. There's tons of stuff out there. And Diamond, uh, nor DC, nor, nor Marvel in some aspects, you know, they didn't, they didn't knock it out of the park. So maybe this reshakeup of how things are put out there, it can only help grow. You know what I mean? The more distributors you have, meaning the more areas you're going to get and the more people that you're going to get to. So, I mean, I have, a, I have a pretty positive thought for the way that the future is shaping up. And I think Diamond will pull themselves up and kind of figure out what that is. The market's just growing, so it'll just we'll have to put some hustle in. You're a lot more optimistic than I'd normally be. Then again, I'm I'm, I'm just uh, a old that. fart. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. You've been in, you've been in comics and close to them for a long time. There's a big negativeness to having that counterculture win out, right? It's that that angst of like you don't like my shit, so I don't like you. Well, now you got everybody, you know, loving the ponies and you're just like, now I hate the ponies, you know, it's like, and it's hard because you can't let go of that angst. You've been fighting for it to be uh, normal or accepted for so long. It's hard to give up that fight. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's hard to let that go and, and take out that negativity. But um, we're going to go with friendship is magic. And that, you know, definitely the more people you have and the better that you're, um, I don't know, you're cultivating your relationships to, you know, get things done, the better off you're going to do. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Um, and I think right now there's more opportunities than ever. So we're excited to have have our opportunity come up at this time. We were going to do it last year. We were all ready to go last year. And, you know, that would have been a disaster. You know, you would have spent all of this time and energy and money of trying to, like, you know, get your product known and it would have fallen on deaf ears. So we kind of dodged the bullet. So this year, I mean, everybody's, uh, you know, raring to go. So I think we have a, a, you know, a very good spot to get ourselves out there this year, as opposed to years past. So that's super positive. All right. So what kind of stuff do you have uh, on the on the horizon there? If you want to give us a taste. And if not, that's okay too. Well, I mean, do you want visual taste or, you know, like I was just telling you, like the, the few titles that we have. Um, yeah, but now if you, you got stuff to show? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah, man. That's a, uh, so there's a cover for Stealing Oz. We'll get that back there. So Stephen Coughlin does uh, some beautiful, beautiful work. I mean, his lines are like Disney perfection. Um, let's see if we can't get. So there's uh, there's Granny right there. The gun behind her back because that's, that's how Granny should be. Um, just. Uh, what Shane aspires to. You know, just some just some great artwork. This 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 young man can uh, absolutely tell a story um, visually, which not all can. Um, and then Frankenrocker, which uh, this is by Lucas uh, Kowalczuk from he's from Poland actually, and this is some like crazy fantagraphics kind of color, uh, which is you know not for everybody, but that's that's some badass stuff right there. That's some very different kind of storytelling, uh, and it's raw. Um, 
And then, let's see here, I'll give you a Katie Black Dragon. So there's Katie Black Dragon that's getting um, lettered as we speak. So that's pretty badass. Um, and then last but not least, we got one on our, our fifth one is Nowhere Man by Johnny Bluesin. He's a local artist. And uh, this is about a guy that's just kind of living in limbo. And uh, he's got some seriously weird stuff in here that I love. Um, but mostly raw type storytelling. Uh, different, you're definitely not gonna look at it and go, oh, I've read this before. Um, I've left stuff around the shop just to see what you know people say about it. And I didn't like nicest... sprinkle for, for your own focus group, your own focus testing. Yeah, because it's really important because like you know, you want to be able to be, you know, I don't know, accepted by as many different people as you can get. You know, I can't do a pony transformer crossover to try to, you know, get those two sides of that. Uh, that those universes to like my stuff. So you sure about that? Because Effa was implying, like you know, he, he ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you do see where that can get other people, like you know, gateway into enjoying things. But when you have some raw stuff like that, you know, you're more of a niche market. Um, and I had several people actually say, "I don't know what this is, but this is, looks like something I should be reading." And I'm like, "That that's exactly what I want to hear because we want people to read our stories." You know, I don't want to put out like a shiny cover so that you can put it in a box. You know, we want you to look through it. We want you to enjoy what's being written. Um, and then for our second wave, you know, uh, as all things go well, um, we'll have uh, The Adventures of uh, the Galactic Feder Wrestling Federation, which is uh, a book that I do. And that's got eight issues ready to go on it. So and we've got a couple other more in the can. So we're, we're I mean, we're really ready to put some stuff out there this year. I remember when you were pushing um, Adventures of GWF. You, uh, uh, I, I met you all at Comic Con, and you had the big, uh, the big standee. Yeah, at yep. the booth there, the big red. Yeah. Uh, so right now it's being redrawn and um, recolored, so it's going to be completely different and uh, you know completely fresh for this type of printing, so that people know that when they go get it, it's going to be something different that they haven't haven't seen before. I'm with that. All right. So now, if anyone wants to get in touch with you. I got a hot idea for a book. I'm looking to. I'm looking. I'm looking to publish. I'm looking to get involved with some pros. How can I? How can I reach out to you? And how open are you to that? So when it comes to that, you know, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of. There's a lot of storytellers out there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people doing it. Um, obviously, you got your Kickstarters and your your, your GoFundmes and all that because making comics is expensive. There's no doubt about it. Um, but we will definitely take submissions. We'll definitely look at your work. Um, Right now, we're kind of shut down on all that just to, to get out what we need to do and make sure we're paying attention to, you know, all the right things to make sure, you know, our eyes are dotted, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, you can go to Bad Kids Press. You can shoot us an email, get in touch with us. We usually hold um, open sessions, you know. We'll do that uh, several times a year. Obviously, this year and, and last year has been a little difficult, but we'll get back to having uh, open studios so people can come in, see what we're up to, let them, you know, explain what they're doing, what they're trying to do. Um, that's part of the, one of the things that we super enjoy as creators. You know, you'll have a lot of people and I'm talking like eight to 80. It's, it's, you know, it, you can't guess who's going to come in. Um, you know, just saying it's like, Oh, I've got this. And, um, I've been trying to make this story work. Um, I've been having trouble, you know, trying to do this and, you know, we'll all have, different things to offer them and, and how to you know break through certain storytelling things or you know if they're having trouble printing they're not really sure how to make it work we know all of that stuff we've already put in all that hard work 
Um, and we're just willing to share it. We don't, you know, we're not trying to hold on to like state secrets or anything, which, you know, most places do. And we're just, we're not like that. So um, we'll get back to that soon, definitely. Nice. But for now, you can just go to our site, shoot us an email, and we'll get back to you. All right, one more time, what's that site? Badkidspress.com. And it's right up now, and you can go check it out. There's free comics every day. Uh, there's five titles going on right now, so you can check them all out. So I'm you hit the show. Bob trying to buy can... Stealing Oz because I want to read that. I tell you, you know what? That's one where I, uh, you know, when uh, it got pitched, I was like, yeah, it's Oz. That's cool, whatever. And then I started reading it, and I was like, there's some clever shit in here that I really dig. I'm like, this is really well done. And uh, I like being surprised, you know, <laughs> for sure. I always like reading something where I'm like, that was far better than I thought it was or was going to be. And, you know, you got your preconceived notions of what things are. And it's like, nah, pleasantly surprised. Very much so. Jeff did a great job. All right. So you go, want to go to badkidspress.com. Well, contact Bob directly. His personal number is no I'm kidding. Uh, or Bob, Bob. At for sure. Always happy to <laughs> speak with anybody. Yeah, dude. If you're if you're local to uh, to to Somerville, Mass, to Boston, Mass, they're very welcoming. I can attest to that myself. Bob, I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks for having and me, man. This hopefully, we'll great. have you back sometime. I'd love to. Whenever you want, I'd, I'd be happy to be back. This would be this fantastic. Uh, you know, we'll have to have some kind of other crossover book that's a little bit more, uh, you know, <laughs> less distracting <laughs> than your ponies. It's the ponies, man. I think it's the ponies. It's, no, no, it's no. Really when we get that, when we get that Stone Protectors re-release, that's, hey, not that's, everything's that's chocolate good. and peanut butter. You know what I mean? It, it just doesn't always mix. It's all right. It works. Right. Walnuts and bubblegum. That's that's how that's how I get down. That's not bad. That's <laughs> All right, Bob, thank you very much. Y'all check out badkidspress.com. Now, we are going to close out with the, the piece de resistance. Everyone's been waiting on bated breath. Abby over there has been chomping it. That's just, just waiting, just, just tense, white knuckle excitement. I can see it. To talk about Godzilla versus Kong. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this is the uh, ultimate battle between these two behemoths that were presented to us in two mediocre and uh, 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 lukewarmly reviewed movies. We're talking about Godzilla. Are we talking about Batman and Superman? No, 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 no. Close, close. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. This brings back Godzilla from the 2014 Godzilla with Brian Cranston with Aaron Taylor Johnson, and which brings back uh, King Kong from Kong Skull Island. And they drop various hints in either of those movies that um, there may be a big uh, monster fight crossover in the uh, on the horizon. And now we have gotten that in full force. Now, uh, I got to check it out. Shayna, F.O., Abby, I know what I thought about it. I want to get your impression. Shayna, you've been awfully quiet over there. Yeah, man, I want to hear Shayna's thoughts, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you're just going to judge me and make fun of them. Oh really? I mean, that's that's the whole point. (laughs) Doing that to me earlier with the brony thing and other stuff. Um, I was not making fun. I should make it a point. But anyway, um, (laughs) King. Why do I keep wanting to call it King? You know what? King Kong sounds like it should come first, and I keep wanting to call the movie King Kong versus Godzilla, even though I know it's the other way around. Though. I did enjoy this movie and it exe- and the fight went exactly how I thought it was going to go. So I feel good about my own personal headcanon after watching it. 
Really? Because I thought it threw me a couple a couple of curveballs. I expected for some arbitrary reason humans are going to get involved and then bring Godzilla to King Kong or bring King Kong to Godzilla and have them arbitrarily I mean, fight it did. out. And yeah, even though that's exactly did. what happened, uh, I thought they would have made it some sort of like WWE thing, you know, where it's like, oh, t- place your bets. Who's going down? Oh. The, the, the thriller in one of That would have been a hey, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't intentionally that they brought them together. It just so happened that like the main antagonist like was trying to sort of do something that ended up with them clashing um, throughout the film. Yeah. If anyone's unfamiliar with <sighs> not just the properties, but this, uh, this movie itself, the yeah. impetus for uh, getting these two uh, giant monsters in the same area to fight each other all comes down to once again surprise surprise uh human interference and someone making a mad power grab on some pretty much bs like you have all the resources in the world you can afford to have giant monsters made in uh and uh and uh uh, uh savage land worlds uh uncovered yet for somehow still that's not enough money and power for you you need more because because humans have to be the alpha and i d- for one, don't think humans deserve to be the alpha. We no, see what we do. No, we're in control. no we deserve Maybe to be the alpha. To we're be. We're, no, we're we the don't. No, we, we are the king. We are terrible with power. Nope. <laughs> they established in the last Godzilla movie. We are better than uh, God, Godzilla, king of the monsters. We're to be the only ones who destroy ourselves. That Godzilla, king of the monsters, earned that title by dominating all the other monsters that would crown themselves king. When yes. King Godzilla came oh, sorry. and what, sunned what was them all. Again? It was, it was the Kang is here. Okay. Yes. The King! You gotta come on back. No, not so, the King. The Kang is the here. Ca- the Kang. Yes. <laughs> Necessary. Yeah, I'll, I'll well, we established that Godzilla is the alpha predator on this planet. And yes, the whole earth is his territory. The yes. whole earth. So how they thought they were gonna avoid him when they decided to move God to move King Kong was a was hilarious. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, you know what, honestly, I will say that where I expected just some hokey, really half-assed reasons to get these two in the same place to get them to fight it out, the way they had those play out, I mean, it was, it was pretty much, it was a lot of like, Godzilla's like, yo, I can't have it, can't have someone up on my turf, dog. Yo, let's do this, uh, uh, uh. But it made sense. How do you transport a giant gorilla? You've got to tranquilize the hell out of him and then just kind of float him on a barge. Why? Because he's not, you're not dragging this thing through the streets. It's not fitting through buildings in New York and just, you know, working its way. It's, it's, not, it's not happening. So you got to float him on a barge, you know? It's like fording the river on the like- Oregon Trail. Yet when Godzilla, who is a seafaring monster, realizes that, okay, I can get a quick, you know, cheap shot on this dude, and he does, how do you keep that fool alive? Cheap shot. You doped him up to the cheap point where shot. he can barely. Yeah, yes, cheap shot. That was a cheap shot. It was, first it was cheap. I mean, Godzilla cheap shot. They intercepting they the motorcade uh, of, of, of you know, bringing King Kong into, into civilization. You know what that was? That was every wrestling match you've seen where they take like a, a kendo stick or a steel chair uh, to the parking lot and like smack this dude as he comes out the limo. You know, it's like, bam, take that. I broke your kneecaps. Mm. Now you can't. Bro, we you don't can't care about the excuses. We're about the end result. And the 
end result is Godzilla uh-huh. technically dropped King Kong multiple times throughout this movie. At one point, you had to take away the king and call him Kong, but you can't even call him Kong no more, man. He's just an ordinary monkey. I was like, dang, bro, what are you doing in this thing? You got hands and you can't use none of them. Bro, you got the Kratos. But he don't. You, you were know what he don't have? Bad boy. Atomic breath. Oh, that's yes. what he don't got. He don't he got claws. Okay, but that's that's so on King Kong. Hey man, learn some martial arts. You over here learn to sign like why don't you learn how to throw a punch, bro? Okay, yeah, a punch <laughs> is over do something to a nuclear explosion. Right, punches. Also, he had, he had, nuclear he has, explosion. Yo, learn some hockey, bro. He's got an axe that was somehow crafted out of even larger axe. He's got an axe that was crafted out of a apparently previous Godzilla uh, uh, fight or, like or, dorsal or fin thing. Exactly. ancestor of the current Godzilla's dorsal so, fin. So, so why you need uh, ancestor? Uh, ancestor a giant bone of something that's kick. even bigger than like one of those At one point, monkeys. Godzilla kicked his butt so bad that he literally looked at the camera and said, Is this your king? Is this your king? <laughs> I'm running this now. This is my planet. All of this is mine. Don't ever come at me again. Why are you hiding this thing from me? I am the undisputed champion. And then Mega Godzilla comes out and pops him. And then this is Mega Godzilla's world. He's like, yeah, it's a payback time. Now what? You killed me the last movie, but now I'm 10 times stronger than you. Abby going to elbow drop you off the top ropes. Abby. Your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts is so. Effo was going off about how uh, Kong was just an ordinary gorilla, while Godzilla is a lizard thing. Godzilla, Godzilla's original name in Japanese literally just meant like monkey whale or gorilla whale. So like Kong was just a normal monkey gorilla primate thing, while Godzilla. Godzilla is this hybrid of like a bunch of things that could do a bunch of superpowers. So it's kind of like, who do you think is gonna win? Wait, are you trying the to girl? blame Godzilla for being himself? Is that what? No, you're no, no, no. I'm saying like, it's just kind of obvious he, like it's just obvious that he would win. <laughs> you, <laughs> yo, King Kong had an axe. The whole military behind him, a giant robot. The center of the Earth, the Sun, <laughs> Captain Planet probably somewhere, and he still got his butt kicked. I just, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't you say know. he got his butt kicked. The, I mean, the, the, the way this he movie plays out, I'm not even care about plays out. We get he a died. lot of interaction. He was we get dead. A lot of interaction with the humans trying to justify a reason for why they're bringing Kong out of his very secure land to fight Godzilla, and Godzilla, who was deemed. Earth's champion, even though he causes mass amounts of destruction, he's the one causing mass amounts of destruction for our benefit, has somehow gone rogue. We want we don't we need to understand why. We later understand the reason for that is not Godzilla went nuts and went rogue. It's humans somewhere with money and power were also being mm-hmm. dicks. And Always. that, that uh, and, uh, ends up almost causing the end of the world. And they did something in this which I thought I thought this was an unnecessary crowbar. The 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 kind of ham fisting in of Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, I knew Mecha Godzilla was going to be in the movie since the trailer came out. I did. I didn't know, and I, I thought it really? was. I thought it was. I thought it was a clever idea that they really executed poorly, man. I thought a lot of this was very convenient. 
Um, and I, I and I, I know everything I'm saying is you, you what were you expecting Shakespeare from Godzilla well, vs Kong? No, and I, I wasn't, wasn't going to say that. But I do feel like a lot of this was there's a lot of stuff they expect you to just accept, and I'm accepting of a lot of things. But yeah. I just want to see a big a big monkey lizard fight. But they really just like it's like okay, this happened and this happened, this happened. Look, take my word for it. We're gonna get to the punching soon. And I, I mean, will say though. Yeah, the country. actual the actual story part of it was mostly BS. But yo, fights, the fights, the fight scenes the themselves. Yeah, they were good. You can't. Yes, thank you. You can't tell me those weren't hardcore. Abby, uh, the fights were. Good. I know you were cringing every time one of those blows landed. Blows from who? Not from. Yeah, not just like yeah. Both of them. Both and also, I think one of the one of the sort of um, funniest parts of the movies was like um millie bobby brown uh she she's in it she plays like a character who's um who in the godzilla recent godzilla movies is sort of like one of like the scientists that works like in relationship with like what is godzilla and so she's like what's going on and so she sneaks into like one of like She's just crazy. She has a lot of ideas, and yeah, so she and her child friend she spanking. I, I know she's like twenty six, but still, she's not twenty six. No, her her, 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 her dad's like, look, like do me a favor, just get somewhere I'm safe. Like, little girl, if you don't take your butt to school. Yeah. Also, like they they literally like they they did some very illegal things in the film that oh, yeah. like I'm surprised they didn't die. Oh no, everyone's going to jail. If they lived, everyone's going to jail. Yeah. I just, uh, I just uh, love uh, the uh, way her, they went her. around the Apex facility with the worst security in the world because no one exactly. just wandering around. They, like, they, they walk in like where are the cameras? It's like stopping these children in the facility. Just letting them all go willy nilly. Um, what it comes down to is though, no one went into the story. story. I didn't go in for the story. There's not much to say about the story. We told you everything you need to know. Humans messing around and Godzilla coming to sun them. Kong coming to stop Godzilla. Knock down, drag out. I do well, appreciate fair, how the fights were hard. The, oh, fights, the fights were, were good. Like, the fights were, uh, they, that's where like all the effort went to. I feel like we've been a little misleading. The intentions of the humans were not to make the two titans fight. The intentions no, of the no. humans were to keep them from fighting. And the other subplot about the hollow earth that they're trying to get to mm-hmm. with Kong's help. Yes. So that's well, which was Kong's an interesting help. scene. Kong with but their help. Well, no, it's, it's they both. Need Kong to lead hit them down there. But then to- Kong needed them to get there. Yeah, it, yes. it's, it's not like Kong decided he wanted to go. It's it's a <laughs> symbiotic relationship. They, they just took him. There cannot be two apex predators because neither one will accept. And Godzilla did do the whole yo, don't be coming around but, my turf dog. And also, thing. like, yeah, the whole and also the whole reason to even go to the um, this isn't necessarily this one. This is just part of the plot. Like, what you call it? They they want a power source to power Mecha Godzilla because they didn't build Mecha Godzilla. What they built was Serpentera from Power Rangers because as soon as it uses its main weapon, it doesn't work anymore. All giant kaiju need a refractory period. That's the thing that they forgot, and that's the thing that would have saved that part of the movie. But ultimately, I had a good time watching this. I had a good time watching this. Good time talking yeah. about it afterwards. I had a good time talking about it with y'all. The fact that I didn't go in expecting too much from the story 
story. I just went. I was just hoping they wouldn't half-ass the fights, and they didn't. Is Ooh. a thumbs up for me because oh, man. The last I liked 10 the minutes. previous movies, and I like this one. I would recommend people see it because I'm gonna watch this again, just as like a dumb popcorn movie. I'm gonna get you know some friends together, and we're gonna we're gonna throw popcorn at the screen and just talk smack about it. Actually, we're not gonna do that because since we're watching from home, I'm just gonna be messing up my own living room, so maybe not. Yeah. But. It's a good time. I recommend it. Abby, go ahead. Spew your hate. Uh, yeah, it's a thumbs up as well. Um, I watched uh, the other sort of recent Godzilla and Kong movies, like within like recent, like relatively recently, and it did nothing to help me understand the story in this film. So that that it, it's got nothing going in the story department, but the fights were very good and definitely worth the watch again. So I'm gonna do the thumbs up. All right, all right. Executioner. You know what? I gotta say, I was quite impressed with this movie. It's it's probably the best verses that Warner Brother has ever made, besides Freddy versus Jason. Oh, that movie is garbage fire. But okay. No, but guess what? It, it, it was a better versus than, than this and everything else. So I gotta give it a thumbs up, and I gotta say, like, you will you will enjoy the fight scenes. Please turn off your brain completely for the story. Don't question it. Just accept it. Just just turn it off. Pretend it's an anime. Just turn it off. Just turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Don't All right, it. and Shayna. Um, I give it a thumbs up. Ethel's right. Like you gotta have to accept that this is a, a world with very different rules than our own. But still, all in all, the fight scenes are really good, and there are a lot of very good Easter eggs for the eagle-eyed. Um, both Kong and Godzilla fan there are it's just it's literally just packed with all these little subliminal like touchstones from previous Kong movies previous Godzilla movies and the previous Kong versus Godzilla movies so thumbs up for me all around good time he's he's monkey I do think they did a good job with it so I'm glad we I'm glad we got a consensus there but all right well all right well FO's muttering aside we are out of time I want to thank y'all for joining us for the action-packed, fun-filled episode. I want to thank. I want to remind y'all that if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. And, dude, if you like what you heard today, go to the website. Hit us up at geek-down.com for our latest in reviews and the hot, hot, knockdown, drag-out arguments and debates we be having. And, dude, if you want to explore a little bit, maybe check out our other shows, check out the network shows at villains.wtf. We have all types of good stuff and all types of topics. And also want to thank Bob for joining us. Bob? Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And mind you all to go to badkidspress.com and check out the inside stuff on them. And we will catch you all right here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, we exit to each other. Peace. One day a villain will learn the power of friendship and it'll be game over. Game. But then they won't be a villain anymore. Yes, they will. Be a hero. Be a king. Not with that attitude. Or an anti-hero. Like, That's fine.